You're listening to a Sunday morning message by Authentic Church. Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to see you here on this rather chilly morning. Um, We are in the last week of our parables series, and this week we are looking at the parable of the persistent widow. But I would like to start with a story. And I don't know why it's a sporting story. Last time my story was a sporting story, but, you know, that's just the way it goes. American marathon runner Beth Ann DeCiantis needed to complete a marathon in less than two hours and 45 minutes to be allowed to compete at the Olympic trials in 1992. This was obviously a big moment in her life. She started strong, but she started to have trouble around the 23-mile mark. She reached the final straight at two hours and 43 minutes, so she had two minutes left to qualify. Around 200 metres from the finish, she stumbled and fell over. And she stayed down, dazed on the floor for 20 seconds. The clock was ticking. There was less than a minute to go. She staggered to her feet and she began to walk. Five metres short of the finish, she fell over again. But she got up and she began to crawl. The crowd was cheering her on and she crossed the finish line on her hands and knees. Her time was two hours, 44 minutes and 57 seconds. She had three seconds to spare. She showed enormous courage and persistent persistence in meeting her goal that day. But before we get into the parable, let's look at what persistence actually means. It's very similar to the word perseverance, and I will use those two words slightly interchangeably this morning. To persevere is to continue on a course of action in spite of difficulty. To persist is to continue firmly or obstinately on a course of action in spite of difficulty. So the difference here is that to persist means you're doing it obstinately, firmly, stubbornly. It's that kind of strong-willed thing. I know all about that because I am quite a stubborn person. So the word persistent to describe the widow has been chosen very deliberately to show that we need to be stubborn in refusing to give up, like Beth Ann getting to her Olympic trial and like the widow in this story. So we're going to read today from Luke's Gospel. It's chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. The parable of the persistent widow. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? 
Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So we've got a judge and we've got a widow. We've got a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. He was an unjust judge, which doesn't seem a very good combination to me. According to Mosaic law, judges had a cultural and moral obligation to be sensitive to widows. The widow obviously had no husband, so she was a particularly vulnerable member of society, a society where women and their opinions were not valued. Most widows were targets of oppression and fraud, and they were marginalised and often treated badly. She may have had relatives to provide for her, but the fact that she's petitioning the judge herself would suggest that she didn't have a male relative who could go on her behalf. Therefore, she's probably completely alone. The widow is a victim of some injustice. We're not told what it is, but she is likely to be suffering disappointment, loss, maybe even persecution. Somebody has wronged her, her adversary, as she calls this person. So she goes to the judge, grant me justice against my adversary. The judge, being unjust and not caring, refuses to help her. He sends her away again and again, probably thinking, oh, just go away, I've got no sympathy with you, and hoping that if he sends her away enough times, she will give up. But she is the persistent widow. Remember, she is stubborn. She is obstinate. And the Bible tells us she kept coming to him with the plea. And the judge kept refusing until eventually he gave in. The New Living Translation tells us this. I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. The justice that he gave her had nothing to do with him being a decent person, but everything to do with him wanting to get rid of the widow. Her persistence had worn him out. Something we need to be really clear about is that the judge does not represent God. It would be easy to think God is being compared to the unjust judge, so that if we continue to persist, if we just keep badgering him, he will eventually give in. Those of us with children will remember the pester power. You know, you're standing at the front of the supermarket queue and there's the sweets there and the children are, please, please, can I have it? Please, mummy, let me have it. Please, 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 please. And eventually you give in for a quiet life. That is not what God is like and that's not what this parable is saying. We're not being asked to compare the judge and God, but to consider how much more. If evil men like the judge will do justice when they don't want to, then how much more will it be with God? If the persistence of a widow will cause an unjust judge to see that justice is served, how much more will a God who is good see that justice is served for his people? So it's actually a contrast between God and the unjust judge, not a comparison.
Unlike some of the other parables that Jesus told, this one is not difficult to understand. There is no ambiguity. Verse 1 says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them they should always pray and not give up. It's a simple message. Always pray and not give up. So we know right from the start what this parable is about. And in describing the widow as persistent, as we've mentioned, Jesus shows that we must also be stubborn, dogged and determined not to give up, despite setbacks and challenges that we will face. So the parable is easy to understand, but I would suggest rather more difficult to put into action in our lives. Certainly that is my own experience. So let's delve a little bit deeper into what being persistent in prayer actually means and the benefits. But why does God want us to pray persistently? Why can't we just pray once and have him answer? Why do we even have to pray at all? Matthew 6 verse 8 says, your father knows what you need before you ask him. So now we're being asked to keep asking and asking. So I'm going to look at five points today to try and help us unravel that a little bit. So praying persistently helps us stay focused on who God is, who we are, what's important. It helps us to demonstrate faith and it helps us to develop our character. So I'm going to look a little bit more at those five points. First of all, a benefit of persistent prayer is that it helps us to stay focused on who God is. This widow had a need and she kept going to the one who could meet her need. The judge had the power to grant her justice. She was focused on the one who had the power to meet her need. She knew that the judge was able to help her, so she kept going back to him with her plea. Praying persistently or persevering in prayer helps us to keep our eyes on the one with the power to meet our needs. And as we continue to pray, what we're actually doing is we're recognising and acknowledging that God is able to fulfil our need, whether it's for justice or healing or something else. And as we read scripture, we're reminded time and time again of how God answers prayers Sometimes immediately, but sometimes after many, many years. Think about Abraham and Sarah who waited for 25 years for the birth of Isaac. Ephesians 3, 20, 21, very famous verses. Now glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts or hopes. No matter how hard continuing to pray becomes, especially when we've been persevering a long time, we need to stay focused, as the widow did, on the one who is able to meet our need. I feel sure that the widow felt discouragement, despondency, despair, all the disses, in fact. But she did not give up. 
She persisted against the odds and in the end, her need was fully met. There's another brilliant story found in Luke verse 5. Jesus has been teaching people near the shore and he borrows Simon's fishing boat to sit in, presumably so he can go a little bit further back and um, speak to more people. It says this, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signalled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Simon and his crew had given up. They'd not caught anything all night. But when they let down their nets just one more time, their catch was so abundant and totally unexpected that there were enough fish to fill two boats so full that they began to sink. So, persistent prayer helps us to focus on who God is. It also helps us to focus on who we are. The widow recognised that she couldn't get justice for herself. She needed help because she was powerless. And in ourselves, we're also powerless. But we need to recognise who we are. We are children of God. John 1 verse 12, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's me, that's you. And because we're children of God, we can have the confidence when we come before God with our requests, that he will hear our requests and he will answer them. Not necessarily in our timing and not necessarily in the way that we want him to, but he will do those things. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Just as a child asks their parent to meet their needs with confidence, we, being children of God, can also ask with the same confidence to meet our needs because he is our heavenly father. Remember who you are. We also need to stay focused on what's important. In the parable, the woman wanted justice. This was important to her and so she persisted in going to the judge. Have you ever prayed for something you felt was really important only to find yourself stopping because it turned out not to be quite as important as you thought after all? Maybe you even forgot about whatever it was you were praying about in the end. I don't know. But persistent prayer helps us to weed out what's really important. Those things that we need to stay focused on. Sometimes, this is a bit of a crazy example, but imagine a child praying for a pony. 
For them, that's the most important thing in their life. They really can't imagine life without a pony, but actually not that important. And maybe at the end of the day, they recognise that. They stop praying for the pony. Maybe they get the pony. I don't know. But what I'm saying is that if we find ourselves stopping praying because we're actually thinking, "Mm, maybe that thing's not so important after all, um, it helps us to focus on what is important. So praying persistently helps us focus on who God is, who we are, and what's important. But it also demonstrates faith. By persevering in prayer, what we're saying to God is, I believe in you, I believe you're good, I believe you're able to help me, I believe you're going to answer this prayer, and I am going to keep praying until you do. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If we don't believe he can answer our prayers, then the chances are he won't. If we didn't believe, we wouldn't persist in praying. Sometimes it has to be through gritted teeth. I have been there when I have had to pray through gritted teeth or with weak faith. But continuing to pray, even when it's really tough, demonstrates that we believe even deep down in God's ability to answer. Billy Ocean sang a brilliant song in 1985 when I was just a teenager. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. I'd like to change that today to when the praying gets tough, the tough get praying. And persistent prayer develops our character. Now, as a teacher, I've noticed that since the pandemic, children seem to have a lot less resilience than they had before. I don't know why that is, but my colleagues have also noticed the same. Children seem to give up much more quickly than they used to, and they're not as willing to try new things. And that's a real shame because resilience is such an important human quality as we navigate through life's highs and lows. The widow showed incredible resilience as she kept going back to the judge again and again, despite the opposition she faced. I'm sure she felt like giving up many, many times. Persistent prayer changes us. It deepens our faith and trust And it builds our resilience and perseverance. One of my favourite verses in the Bible, a couple of verses, Romans 5, 3 to 4, says, We know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Persevering in prayer not only develops our character, but empowers us to wait with hope, which is so much better than waiting with frustration or anxiety and disappointment. Recently, during a particularly challenging time I was facing, I described to Nigel how I had a picture in my head that I was constantly being hit with a bat and knocked down to the ground, but how I kept getting back up again 
only to be knocked down over and over again. It was quite a brutal picture, but it was, it was quite a challenging time. However, on reflection, what I see is it's also a picture of my own resilience. Because every time I got knocked down, I kept getting back up. Author Roy T. Bennett writes, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. All that matters is you get up one more time than you were knocked down. So you end up on your feet. So praying persistently helps us stay focused. Who God is, who we are, what's important. It develops faith, demonstrates faith and develops our character. But let's be honest for a moment. We all know that there are times when it feels like God is not listening, when it feels like God doesn't care, when it feels like God is not answering our prayers, however persistently we're praying. Have you ever spent time praying for something and nothing seems to change? Yes, I have. Do you ever struggle with the apparent silence of God to some of your prayer requests? Yes, I do. Have you ever just given up praying for something because God just didn't seem to be answering? Yes, I have. You are not alone. I didn't feel we could have a message on persistent prayer this morning without asking the question, what about the silence? I'm sure that we've all faced times when prayer did not seem to be having any effect on whatever situation we were in. Maybe we've faced a time when we've prayed and prayed, only to be met with what seems to be silence from God. We wonder what's happening in this silence. Is God listening? Does he care? Why isn't God doing anything about this situation? I haven't come this morning with answers, I'm afraid. But I felt it was important to acknowledge that the widow's experience of persistence is not always our experience of persistence. There's something I've been praying for for a long time with seemingly no answers from God And it has become increasingly difficult to persist in prayer. Increasingly hard to keep going when nothing appears to be changing. If that's you, I understand. But what I do know is that God is able to fix my problem, in inverted commas. But being totally honest, I have questioned at times whether he is willing whether there will ever be an answer to my prayers or a resolution to the injustice. Pete Gregg has written a brilliant book on this subject. It's called God on Mute, and I would highly recommend it. In the foreword, which was written by Justin Welby, who is the current Archbishop of Canterbury, it says this. It's talking about this book, God on Mute. It is a deeply biblical book. I have recently spent much time studying the Psalms. Psalm 88 in particular is one in which the psalmist describes a situation of utter catastrophe which has lasted almost his whole life. 
There may not be an, this may not be an unusual situation. However, for someone who believed passionately in the covenant between God and Israel, unanswered prayer was deeply problematic. And yet the psalmist keeps calling on God, who appears to be absent in every material and accessible way. The Bible puts this psalm into the Psalter as something that should be said regularly, reflected on deeply, and which enables the people in suffering to cry out to God in protest, anger, resentment, and a sense of betrayal, and without pat answers. There is no resolution at the end of Psalm 88, but there is a community that says the psalm, a community that remembers, a community that recorded this psalm as part of the reality of human experience. Sometimes, God seems to be on mute. And that's just the mystery of God. Like I said, I don't have the answers. But I just wanted to acknowledge that even persistent prayer is not always the way to get the answers or it doesn't come up with the outcome we we hoped for. I am personally challenged by this message this morning because there have been times in my life when I've given up praying due to feeling like my prayers were not being answered. And there will be times when we think that God isn't listening, when we think it's no use or God doesn't care. And I'm sure the widow must have felt this about the judge But remember that God does care, God is listening, God is working. In a while we're going to sing our last song for today and it's a song called Waymaker. Some of the lyrics go like this, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. Bill Hybels tells about an interesting experience after a baptism service in his church. He wrote this. I bumped into a woman in the stairwell who was crying. I thought this was a little odd since the service was so joyful. I asked her if she was all right. She said, no, I'm struggling. My mum was baptised today. I prayed for her every day for almost 20 years. The reason I'm crying is because I came this close to giving up on her. At the five-year mark, I said, who needs this? God isn't listening. At the 10-year mark, I said, why am I wasting my breath? At the 15-year mark, I said, this is absurd. At the 19-year mark, I said, I'm just a fool. But I just kept trying, kept praying. Even with weak faith, I kept praying. And then she gave her life to Christ and she was baptised today. I will never doubt the power of prayer again. So when we're ready to give up on praying, when we feel we will never get the answer we desire, let's remember the persistence and resilience of the widow in the parable today. Let's pick ourselves up off the floor one more time and go again. Amen.